Yo, to my listeners, there's a couple of errors in the upcoming podcast where I interchange North Korea and South Korea. Uh, I'm sure you guys all know the difference and will make the correction for me. What's a few stumbles among friends? Thank you. This is the Ancient Texan. Namaste. Yo, this is the Ancient Texan. This is going to sound like an old man complaining. Maybe it is. The question is, who's going to be the next country to have nuclear weapons? Nine countries have them now. But there's pressure on a lot of other countries to get nuclear weapons. Okay. Who has most of the nuclear weapons? U.S., Russia, have 90% of the nuclear weapons in the world. China is a rising economic and political power and they're modernizing and expanding their weapons. That makes South Korea and Japan real nervous. And the U.S. has said that if a bomb is dropped on South Korea by Japan or North Korea, they would retaliate with nuclear weapons. Um, That also applies to Taiwan. Now, that used to be, you know, pretty good assurance because we've always been pretty steady. But the last four years, um, I'm not sure we're Japan thought they stood with Trump and South Korea had the same problem. Was Trump really on their side? Like when he canceled the war games they play in South Korea? Um, Was that for the benefit of North Korea or South Korea? Was South Korea in agreement with that? Was Japan sure that Trump would really come to their aid if China or South Korea dropped bombs on him? And also South Korea agrees to tactical nuclear weapons being located in their territory. But that actually just makes them a target. Uh, first strike from North Korea, the smart thing to do. Uh, would be to take out the strategic weapons in South Korea. That would be the first thing they'd strike, because that's the weapons that could hurt them the quickest. Also in the past, 
it would be easy to be brave for the United States because North Korea's missiles could not reach the U.S. They now can. So San Francisco, Los Angeles are actually uh, potential of being struck. In a few years, probably all of the United States. So now promising to drop a nuclear weapon on North Korea if they attack South Korea or Japan means that we're inviting the nuclear weapon to come into our territory from North Korea. The same would apply to China, although we like to think of China being a little more stable. But that might come into play with Taiwan. And Taiwan, uh, we've always given them protection to keep uh, China from, you know, retaking them. And we've said if they get nuclear weapons, that that deals, you know, they're on their own. Well, that's probably still going to hold water. But for South Korea in particular, right now, they're not sitting in a very pretty place. And they're advanced enough to make their own nuclear weapons. And certainly Japan's advanced enough. And if Japan gets nuclear weapons, that's going to make uh, China even more nervous. They're already nervous because of the United States and they're building their nuclear arsenals up. Now you look at Russia and uh, U.S., all the nuclear agreements except the START one is expired. Uh, I don't know exactly the dates, but the nuclear disarmament from about 2000 to 2015-ish got rid of like 70-80% of the nuclear weapons, 38,000 nuclear weapons. Well, the U.S. is now embarked on a, under Obama, this is not political, under Obama, uh, over the next 10 years, they've set aside a trillion bucks to modernize uh, our nuclear weapons, which um, Russia is responding with, with, um, they call them high-speed gliders, but they go just into the edge of space and they deliver faster. They get weapons over here a lot faster than the old classic way that we fly them over. And we have ground base and then we have submarines and then we have strategic weapons, you know, in countries close to Russia. So Russia, to counteract our ability to get weapons to them quickly, because we have them in Europe, um, has come up with these high-speed glider uh, weapons that are really fast and get here really quick. And we've always had a strategy of, you know, if we think we're getting fired on, fire back quick. We have like a 15-minute window to fire before they base knock out our land base 
missiles. So essentially our weapons and our territory, the silos, weapons in them are the target because that makes everybody nervous that there's a lot of firepower sitting in the ground. However, those weapons, the only real thing they do right now is they serve as a target. And they do not enhance our ability to take a country out because we have plenty of subs and uh, I don't know why they're called strategic. They're nuclear weapons that are close to Russia. We have plenty to take out the whole damn world. So, and why don't we get rid of the silos? And a lot of people think that would make the world a lot safer. Okay, now let's move over to the Middle East. We all know about Iran trying to get nuclear weapons. But who is that making nervous? The Saudis and Turkey. Both of them are capable of building nuclear weapons. And the Iran deal, even if they, if Biden gets back in the old deal, it's only like a 10-year, you know, deal with Iran. So it wasn't a great deal to begin with. Uh, is it better than nothing? Probably. But that whole situation with Iran means that Turkey and the Saudis are probably going to make nuclear weapons. The Saudis probably first. Their new Saddam, I forgot the guy's name. No, he goes by some initials. The guy that killed the news reporter. Um, he's, my mind, a bad dude. He's killing a lot of uh, people in Yemen. Of course, with our help, America, apparently the biggest crisis in the world right now, humanitarian crisis. Millions could starve to death there because of, you know, the war and the bombings destroy the crops. That's not even nuclear weapons, just just conventional bombs with uh, aircraft that. Uh, the U.S. furnishes the Saudis drive over and we give them strategic help with our ability to see the whole damn world through our satellites. So now we have the real chance that the nine-member club, which includes places like India and Pakistan, uh, India, Pakistan, England, France, U.S., China, Russia, I'm missing two of them here, oh, you can do your homework and find them, I obviously haven't, so we got nine, now imagining adding Saudis, Turkey, South Korea, Japan, 
that would bring 9 up to 13. And of course, then you can start rippling away from there and looking to see who might be made nervous by the fact that uh, four of their neighbors have nuclear weapons. Nothing ever stays the same. Things are either getting better or worse. And on nuclear arms, they're getting worse. And we like to talk about how, you know, bad things are. Um, and I'm not real sure why neither party has a very strong position on nuclear arms reduction. In fact, both parties promote status quo and increasing nuclear weapons. And we already have, you know, half the nuclear weapons in the world, and we're increasing them, which is part of our general attitude of spending 10 times more in military than anybody else does. And that doesn't even include modernizing our weapons or the wars that we fight. So that's not on either agenda, Democrat or Republican. It's on my agenda. And I think we grossly underestimate uh, the potential for harm. We talk about global warming being a potential bad thing for the future. I don't even think they're in the same class as nuclear weapons. You can compare all the star storms you want to, but a single nuclear weapon these days are, you know, a thousand times bigger than what got dropped before. They just level the city. And to think that someone like Trump, who actually I think was more stable on that regard than we'd like to give him credit. But you got nine people in the world you're dependent on being stable right at the moment. Most of them we don't know much about. All of them could start a nuclear war or simply drop a single weapon. And the potential damage from that is a hell of a lot worse than global warming. So we can do all the, you know, crying that the Republicans drag their feet on global warming, but both sides gra drag their feet about trying to get rid of nuclear weapons. Something they could do right today to get rid of, you know, 10,000 of them. I don't know if it's that many, if it's probably more like two or 3,000. Just get rid of the nuclear targets called nuclear weapons and silos and them spread out all over our country, giving us giving our enemies a target to shoot at. And makes them nervous as hell knowing that much nuclear power sitting in the ground. Oh, and we also have, I forgot about that, we have these um, bombers that stay in the air 24-7, the old B-28 bombers. I cannot believe those cannot be shot down. Uh, by today's modern jets. 
that fly all the time. And the next generation of those will be uh, unmanned drones that are probably made out of magnesium or lightweight, can stay up in the air for a long damn time, maybe even someday powered by solar and the nuclear weapons hang up there all the time. And of course, then the ongoing threat of nuclear weapons in space. Uh, we can't agree on the ground, so I'm not sure if uh, China wants to start putting nuclear weapons in the in space. What are we going to do? Threaten them with a nuclear weapon? No agreements there on not putting nuclear weapons. So we're going the wrong damn direction with nuclear weapons. And right now, nobody has that as a priority. Only one I know of is the ancient Texan. Actually, there are some, some groups that are very active on nuclear weapons and trying to get us to wake up. But apparently, they're not making much progress since neither party has this as a priority. If you plan to have kids and grandkids, I think you should think about a world where dozens of countries have nuclear weapons. And nuclear weapons are hanging around in space waiting for people to hit a button and drop them in the middle of your city. I don't think that's like real far-fetched stuff. Certainly more real than, you know, AI's overtaking the world. Besides, even worse is AI's controlling those nuclear weapons. Which they will to some extent. Because I'm sure AI's are now used to detect, you know, look at radar screens and say if a nuclear, nuclear weapon is on its way. And we still have a long way going to produce weapons that can shoot down uh, more than a few nuclear missiles coming in at a, at a time. So anyway, I've gone on about this long enough, and it's something that bothers me that it's not a higher priority. And it bothers me not so much for me, because I'm kind of near the end of my own runway. It bothers me for my kids that we haven't, our generation hasn't done squat about that. My generation. Sometimes called the greatest generation. They sure miss the, their calling, in my opinion, by not doing more to get rid of nuclear weapons. We originally in the nuclear arms agreement told the rest of the world, if you don't get nuclear weapons, we will reduce our nuclear weapons and then eventually eliminate all of them. We didn't keep our promise. Now the tide's going back the other way. And we can either pay attention or not. Hate to be grumpy, but uh, I think it's important. This is the ancient Texan. Wishing you a nuclear weapon-free future. Namaste.
Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred in our fellow inhabitants. Namaste. Thank you.